Hello, America. This is Russian Embassy speaking, presenting you another issue of its weekly newsletter podcast, edition number 148. The presidents of Russia and Turkey exchange opinions on the developments in the Transcaucasus related to the aggravation of the situation on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. Vladimir Putin stressed the importance of preventing any steps that could cause an escalation in tensions. Both presidents spoke in favor of resolving the conflict through peaceful means, though talks. They expressed their interest in coordinating efforts to achieve stabilization in the region. The two leaders also pointed out the lack of alternatives to a political and diplomatic settlement in the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, one based on international law in the interest of both the Armenian and the Azerbaijani people. They also touched on current issues of the bilateral agenda. In particular, they expressed appreciation for their cooperation in fighting the coronavirus, which allowed them to make the decision to partially resume regular flights between several Russian and Turkish cities from August 1st. Greetings on Airborne Forces Day! Vladimir Putin congratulated current and former Airborne Forces Service personnel on their professional day and the 19th anniversary of the Airborne Forces. The message reads in part, You are rightfully proud of the glorious history and the legendary winged infantry, and the names of its founding fathers. You are modeling yourself on your predecessors and senior comrades. You have invariably handled the missions assigned to them with honor and demonstrated top-level training, fortitude and mutual assistance during special operations and peacekeeping missions. Of course, in this year of 75th anniversary of victory, special words of gratitude go to the paratrooper heroes, great patriotic war veterans. Importantly, the current generation of soldiers and officers carries on with dignity and established military and patriotic traditions, holds sacred the laws of military brotherhood, and shows impeccable skills of loyalty to the oath and the fatherland in the most challenging emergency situations. I am convinced that you will never fail us and will firmly stand guard over the interests of the motherland and make a significant contribution to the Russian armed forces and to strengthening the country's defense capability and national security. Vladimir Putin congratulated Russia's Muslims on 8 Ad-Aha holiday. The message reads in part, the religious holiday is important for all Muslims, and it is a symbol of the loyalty to the high spiritual ideals of virtue, justice, mercy, and love for one's neighbor that are the bedrock of the Holy Quran. Supporting the centuries-old Muslims' traditions, Muslims make an important contribution to the preservation of our country's cultural diversity and promote inter-ethnic accord in society. <laughs> Travel like a Russian. Two space tourists will be launched on a rocket by Roscosmos. Two space tourists will be launched on a rocket to travel to the International Space Station in late 2021. Their names will be revealed uh, early next year, the press service for the Russian space agency Roscosmos told TASS. In accordance with the agreement with the U.S. Space Adventures Company, specializing in space tourism, a launch will take place involving two tourists. The launch is scheduled for the late 2021, the press service said. Roscosmos also informed that the agency is in talks with a few American companies to send tourists to the ISS. In February 2019, Roscosmos and Space Adventures signed a new contract to fly 
uh, two space tourists to the ISS to board on spacecraft before 2022. The Russian State Corporation then clarified that space industry facilitates, um, facilities has already begun manufacturing a Soyuz MS spacecraft and Soyuz 2 carrier missile for the space flight. Roscosmos added that the tourists are covering all expenses to produce all the necessary equipment and hardware. The Russian site and space adventures um, sent the first tourist, Denis Tito, to space back in 2001. Overall, seven people traveled to space under their contracts. One did it twice. The last such flight took place in September 2009. In 2015, singer Sarah Brightman was supposed to travel to the ISS, but she later terminated her training and withdrew her application, citing family reasons. Russia-US expert consultations on strategic stability Participants in the Russia-US expert consultations on strategic stability, which took place in Vienna on July 27-30, agreed to maintain contact, the Russian foreign minister said in a statement. According to the ministry, experts held consultations on space security, doctrines and potentials, as well as on transparency and verification. The parties agreed to maintain contact on all those issues, the statement reads. In light of the event's results, the parties agreed to continue the work holding regular meetings of the Working Group on Space Security. The other two working groups particularly discussed the two countries' approaches to arms control with the regard to aspects affecting strategic stability, focusing on the looming expiration of the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. Another round of spy mania in the American media. On July 29, several American media outlets, including such presumably respectable ones as the Associated Press and the New York Times, reported that Russian intelligence services are allegedly using English-language sites to spread disinformation about the coronavirus epidemic in the United States. We have noticed that the unsubstantiated claims about the alleged connection of some of these sites, namely InfoRoss, InfoBricks and OneWorld.press, with the main intelligence directorate of the general staff of the Russian Armed Forces site, U.S. government officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity and a certain classified report which is patiently unverifiable information. It is notable this simple method. This American know-how is being widely used in the Western media. Reporters and the authors of the concept of Russian interference in everything feel free to publish anything they want without providing any facts of proofs, even if not quite reliable. This is look like the American version of Britain's highly likely allegations, which was recently replaced with almost certainly. One of their arguments is that between late May and early July, this Bullhorns of the Russian intelligence services have published about 150 articles about the pandemic response, including coverage aimed either at propping up Russia or denigrating the US. It is notable that any publications that express opinions unsuitable to media magnets are sharply criticized and immediately connected to Russian intelligence services. Statements about Russian alleged ongoing and persistent effort to advance false narratives and cause confusion sound especially cynical amid the internal political situation and the accelerating presidential race in the United States. We have no doubt that the notorious Russian card will now be played often and without reason. Pilgrim leaves Albany for the loot. Pilgrim, replica of an ancient Russian sailboat, is now on its waterway from Albany to Duluth, sister city of Petrozavodsk. 
The floating museum features models, dia diagrams, photos showcasing the history of northern old Russian wooden architecture and shipbuilding. <laughs> Visit Russia, visit Karelia, visit Kiji. Blessed with one of the most picturesque ensembles of the Russian wooden churches, the Lake Onega Island, Kiji, provides the most scenic destination of Russia's greatest waterway, the Volga. Situated on the geographical center of Europe's second largest lake, Kiji has long since been a strategic stopover for travelers. At one point in the 16th century, the island was declared a pogost by the Russian uh, Orthodox Church and produced lumber and iron in an economy that sustained over 100 villages. Today this collection of traditional log structures centered on two churches and the bell tower set in an enclosure still called the Kizhipogost, Livston is one of Russia's greatest open-air museums. The Pogost as well as the other buildings from the region that were left behind were augmented in the 1960s and restored within this newly established reserve for historical wooden buildings. COVID-19 response Russian and US scientists signed an agreement on cooperation in COVID-19 research and treatment. The president of Russian Academy of Sciences, Alexander Sergeyev, and the president of the United States National Academy of Sciences, Marcia Maknat, signed a protocol regarding cooperation in various fields of research into COVID-19. This document is effectively a continuation of a whole catalog of cooperation agreements between the two countries, scientists beginning from 1959. The Institute of World Economy and International Relations Director Fedor Vaitkovsky who co-authored the protocol told Interfacts. The protocol stipulates further cooperation on epidemiological and biomolecular studies. Five areas of cooperation are outlined as being of particular importance, the scientists said. First, virological and epidemiological studies of COVID-19 and its varieties. Secondly, pathological studies where medics will be developing methods of, to diagnose and treat the disease. Thirdly, mathematical and computer-edit simulation of the global pandemic and its spread. The fourth area in socio-economic and psychological effects of the pandemic and its impact on society, the related humanitarian risk. And finally, boosting biosecurity in general. Russian COVID-19 vaccine is expected to be released for mass production in September. The vaccine against the novel coronavirus developed by Russian scientists had created immunity in 100% of volunteers who took part in its trials, the head of the Russian Direct Investment Fund, Kirill Dmitriev, said in a CNN interview on Friday. According to the Russian official, 100% of volunteers developed immunity on the 21st day after receiving the first dose. Their immunity doubled after the second injection. I can tell you from first and second phase, we have 100% of people developing immunity after day 21. The Day of Remembrance of the Victims of the World War I is celebrated annually in Russia on August 1. The commemoration uh, day was officially introduced by Russian President Vladimir Putin in 2012. On August 1st, officials lay rest to the World War I memorials, Russian cities organize exhibitions dedicated to the war, and military units hold solemn festivities.
World War One involved 38 out of 59 independent states against each other. It featured two coalitions, the central powers, Germany, Austria-Hungary, the Ottoman Empire and Bulgaria, and the Triple Entente, Russia, France, the United Kingdom and their allies, Belgium, the United States, Japan, Greece, Serbia, Italy, China and others. The hostilities went on for 1,568 days from July 28, 1914 to November 11, 1980. The Russian Empire joined the war on August 1st when Germany declared war against Russia. In 1914-1918, the warning sites lost 9.5 million people overall, while 20 million more were wounded. The war led to the collapses of the mightiest European states and created a new geopolitical situation in the world. Please visit Russian Defense Ministry special project in memoriam of heroes of the Great War of 1940-1980. The website contains more than 6.6 million records of those who lost their lives and more than 3.4 million records of the captives of war. On July 29, we celebrate Ivan Ivazovsky's birthday, one of the most prominent Russian artists of his time. He was also popular outside Russia and in the US. Ivan Ivazovsky was a famous Russian artist specializing in seascape and landscape portraits. He was born into a family of a destitute Amer Armenian merchant in the Crimean city of Feodosia. Ivazovsky's childhood was spent in poverty on the outskirts of the city facing the beautiful Feodosia Bay and the ruins of an ancient Greek fortress. Young Ivan was mesmerized by the grandeur of the view and the heroic stories told about the Greeks and the famous battles of the past. His talent was discovered at a very early age. He was taken on as an apprentice by a local architect and later sent to a gymnasium in Simferopol, where he showed such amazing artistic skills that influential locals helped uh, him to move to St. Petersburg to enter the Academy of Art. His first success came in uh, 1835, when his sketch Air Over Sea received a silver medal in an art competition. It was at his this time that Ivazovsky met Mikhail Glinka, Vissarion Belinsky, Ivan Krylov and Vasily Zhukovsky. One of his masterpieces, The Blizzard, is now hanging at the Russian ambassador's residence in Washington, D.C. That's all for today. Thank you for tuning in and see you later next week.